Chapter Twelve of Folk Tales Every Child Should Know. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Folk Tales Every Child Should Know. Edited by Hamilton Wright Maybe. Chapter Twelve, George with the Goat, translated from the Bohemian, by A. H. Ratislaw, M. A., in Sixty Folk Tales from Exclusively Slavonic Sources. There was a king who had a daughter, who never could be induced to laugh; she was always sad. So the king proclaimed that she should be given to any one who could cause her to laugh. There was also a shepherd who had a son named George. He said, Daddy, I too will go to see whether I can make her laugh. I want nothing from you but the goat. His father said, Well, go. The goat was of such a nature that, when her master wished, she detained everybody, and that person was obliged to stay by her. So he took the goat and went, and met a man who had a foot on his shoulder george said why have you a foot on your shoulder he replied if i take it off i leap a hundred miles whither are you going i am going in search of service to see if any one will take me well come with us they went on and again met a man who had a bandage on his eyes why have you a bandage on your eyes he answered if i remove the bandage i see a hundred miles whither are you going i am going in search of service if you will take me yes i'll take you come also with me they went on a bit farther and met another fellow who had a bottle under his arm and instead of a stopper held his thumb in it why do you hold your thumb there if i pull it out i squirt a hundred miles and besprinkle everything that I choose. If you like, take me also into your service. It may be to your advantage, and ours, too. George replied, Well, come, too. Afterward they came to the town where the king lived, and bought a silken riband for the goat. They came to an inn, and orders had already been given there beforehand, that when such people came, they were to give them what they liked to eat and drink. The king would pay for all. So they tied the goat with that very riband and placed it in the innkeeper's room to be taken care of, and he put it in the side room where his daughters slept. The innkeeper had three maiden daughters who were not yet asleep, so Manka said, Oh, if I too could have such a riband, I would go and unfasten it from that goat. The second, Dadla, said, Don't, he'll find it out in the morning but she went notwithstanding and when manka did not return for a long time the third kate said go fetch her so dodla went and gave manka a pat on the back come leave it alone and now she too was unable to withdraw herself from her so kate said come don't unfasten it kate went and gave dodla a pat on the petticoat and now she too couldn't get away but she was obliged to stay by her. 
in the morning george made haste and went for the goat and led the whole set away kate dodla and manka the innkeeper was still asleep they went through the village and the judge looked out of a window and said fie kate what's this what's this he went and took her by the hand wishing to pull her away but remained also by her after this a cowherd drove some cows through a narrow street and the bull came rushing round he stuck fast and george led him too in the procession thus they afterward came in front of the castle and the servants came out of doors and when they saw such things they went and told the king oh sire we have such a spectacle here we have already had all manner of masquerades but this has never been here yet so they immediately led the king's daughter to the square in front of the castle and she looked and laughed till the castle shook now they asked him what sort of person he was he said that he was a shepherd's son and was named george they said that it could not be done for he was of mean lineage and they could not give him the damsel but he must accomplish something more for them he said what they replied that there was a spring yonder a hundred miles off if he brought a goblet of water from it in a minute then he should obtain the damsel so george said to the man who had the foot on his shoulder you said that if you took the foot down you could jump a hundred miles he replied i'll easily do that he took the foot down jumped and was there but after this there was only a very little time to spare and by then he ought to have been back so george said to the other you said that if you remove the bandage from your eyes you could see a hundred miles peep and see what is going on ah sir goodness gracious he's fallen asleep that will be a bad job said george the time will be up you third man you said if you pulled your thumb out you could squirt a hundred miles be quick and squirt thither that he may get up and you look whether he is moving or what oh sir he's getting up now he's knocking the dust off he's drawing the water he then gave a jump and was there exactly in time after this they said that he must perform one task more that yonder in a rock was a wild beast a unicorn of such a nature that he destroyed a great many of their people if he cleared him out of the world he should obtain the damsel so he took his people and went into the forest they came to a fir wood there were three wild beasts and three lairs had been formed by wallowing as they lay two did nothing but the third destroyed the people so they took some stones and some pine cones in their pockets and climbed up into a tree and when the beasts lay down they dropped a stone down upon that one which was the unicorn he said to the next be quiet don't butt me it said i'm not doing anything to you again they let a stone fall from above upon the unicorn be quiet you've already done it to me twice indeed i'm doing nothing to you so they attacked each other and fought together the unicorn wanted to pierce the second beast through but it jumped out of the way and he rushed so violently after it that he struck his horn into a tree and couldn't pull it out quickly so they sprang speedily down from the fir and the other two beasts ran away and escaped but they cut off the head of the third the unicorn took it up and carried it to the castle 
now those in the castle saw that george had again accomplished that task what prithee shall we do perhaps we must after all give him the damsel no sire said one of the attendants that cannot be he is too low-born to obtain a king's daughter on the contrary we must clear him out of the world so the king ordered them to note his words what he should say there was a hired female servant there and she said to him george it will be evil for you to-day they're going to clear you out of the world he answered oh i'm not afraid when i was only just twelve years old i killed twelve of them at one blow but this was the fact when his mother was baking a flat cake a dozen flies settled upon her and he killed them all at a single blow when they heard this they said nothing else will do but we must shoot him so they drew up the soldiers and said they would hold a review in his honor for they would celebrate the wedding in the square before the castle then they conducted him thither and the soldiers were already going to let fly at him but george said to the man who held his thumb in the bottle in the place of a stopper you said if you pulled your thumb out you could besprinkle everything pull it out quick oh sir i'll easily perform that so he pulled out his thumb and gave them all such a sprinkling that they were all blind and not one could see so when they perceived that nothing else was to be done they told him to go for they would give him the damsel then they gave him a handsome royal robe and the wedding took place i too was at the wedding they had music there sang ate and drank there was meat there were cheesecakes and baskets full of everything and buckets full of strong waters to-day i went yesterday i came i found an egg among the tree stumps i knocked it against somebody's head and gave him a bald place and he's got it still end of chapter twelve george with the goat recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida